Long, long ago, a little boy was born in the kingdom of Babylon. His name was Abraham. He was a very special boy because Allah made his heart and mind clear and gave him wisdom from when he was young. Abraham lived in a time when people worshipped the sun, the moon, stars, and idols made from wood and stone. Abraham's father was a sculptor. When Abraham was a young boy, he used to watch while his father carved statues from wood and stone. Abraham would use the statues as toys, riding on their backs and sometimes even kicking them. But after a while, he would see the same statues in the temple with people of the kingdom praying to them. Abraham was confused and asked his father, why do you take these toys to the temple? His father replied, they are statues which represent our gods. We worship them and ask favors from them and we give them presents. One day, his father saw him riding a statue, and he became furious. He ordered his son not to play with it again. Abraham asked, What is this statue, father? It has big ears, bigger than ours. His father answered, This statue is the God of God's son. These big ears show his deep knowledge. This made Abraham laugh. He was only seven years old at that time. Time went by and Abraham grew into a young man. Abraham always wondered about Allah, always searching for the truth. He knew Allah could not be a statue. It made him upset to see that the people of the kingdom were still praying to idols, offering them the best of their food, crying and asking them for forgiveness. One night, Abraham left his home to take a walk to a nearby mountain. He found a cave and sat leaning onto its wall. Abraham then got up and looked up at the beautiful sky and saw a dazzling star and wondered, could this be Allah? But when it disappeared, he said, I will not worship anything that sets and disappears. He then saw the shining moon rise up and said, Could this be Allah? But when it faded, he realized it too, could not be Allah. He said, If Allah doesn't guide me, I will surely become one of the lost people. Abraham stayed until sunrise, and when he saw the bright sun, he wondered, Could this be Allah? It is bigger. But when it set, he understood that Allah could not be something that was created because Allah is the creator of everything. Abraham put his face to the ground and prayed. He knew that Allah had just guided him to the truth and had chosen him to be a prophet, to guide his people.
When Prophet Abraham went home, he went to his father and told him that he had just been guided by Allah and tried to give his father some advice. He said, O oh my father, follow me. I will guide you on the straight path. I am scared that you will be punished for worshipping idols rather than Allah alone. His father became angry and said, Do you reject my gods? If you do not stop speaking like this, I will stone you, so you'd better leave right now. Prophet Abraham was very sad for his father and realized there was nothing more he could do to make him know the truth. So he went to the people of the kingdom and tried to guide them. O oh people, I have turned my face towards Allah. I do not bow down to any of your idols, for surely Allah is the one and only true God. There is nobody worthy of worship except him. The people were very angry when they heard him say this, but he said to them, why do you bow down to these statues? They have no power to help or harm you. The people replied, We saw our fathers worship them. That is enough proof for us. But Abraham did not give up and told them, My Lord gives me food and drink when I need it and heals me when I am sick. Your statues have no power to do anything. Prophet Abraham decided he would show them just how silly their beliefs were. He made a plan to destroy all their idols, but he did not tell anyone what he was going to do. There was a big celebration soon, which all the people usually go to outside of town. So Prophet Abraham waited until the whole town was empty and took an axe he went inside the big temple where all the idols were kept. Statues of all shapes and sizes were sitting there covered with decorations. There were plates of food in front of them and Prophet Abraham jokingly asked the idols, why don't you eat your food? It's getting cold. How silly were the people to offer food to statues? So Prophet Abraham started to smash the idols one by one until they were all broken and ruined, except for one, the biggest statue in the temple. Prophet Abraham hung the axe around its neck and quickly went home. The next day, when the people went to the temple to pray to their idols, they were shocked to see all the statues broken into many pieces. They all gathered around the damage in wonder, trying to work out who could have done all of this. We heard a young man talking against our gods, they remembered. His name was Abraham. The people found Prophet Abraham and brought him into the temple. They asked him, are you the one who has done this to our gods? Prophet Abraham thoughtfully replied, It was this statue here, the biggest of them all. Ask that statue if it can speak. The people became annoyed and said, You know very well that these idols don't speak. So Prophet Abraham replied, Then why do you worship things that can't speak or see or even defend themselves have you lost your minds? 
the people looked around in shame because their minds and their hearts were telling them the truth is with prophet Abraham but they had too much pride and wouldn't accept it if they did it would mean they and their forefathers were wrong for many generations they started yelling and shouting burn him burn him take revenge for our gods <laughs> For several days, the people of the kingdom gathered sticks and fuel for the fire. The fire was so big that the people near it were getting burnt themselves. <laughs> but Prophet Abraham was not scared because he trusted Allah and knew that he would not let anything bad happen to him. News of this traveled very far and people from lots of different towns came to watch. The fire was finally ready. The flames rose so high that even the birds could not fly across anymore because of the force of the heat. Ooh. The people of the kingdom tied Prophet Abraham's hands and feet and placed him on a catapult, a machine that would throw him into the fire. Abraham was thrown into the air, heading straight towards the fire. At that moment, the angel Gabriel came to Prophet Abraham and asked him, is there anything you wish for? Abraham could have wished to be saved from the fire, but all he said was, I only wish for Allah to be pleased with me. The fire submitted to the will of Allah, becoming cool and safe for Abraham. It only burned the ropes tying him, and he sat in the midst of the fire. As if he were sitting in a garden, he glorified and praised Allah the Almighty with a heart that contained only his love for his Creator. When the fire finished burning, Prophet Abraham walked out in perfect condition. The people were shocked and amazed to see that Prophet Abraham was not harmed at all. This miracle shamed the tyrants, but it did not cool the flame of anger in their hearts. He tried every means to convince them. However, in spite of his love and care for his people, they felt angry and deserted him. So the people arrested Prophet Abraham and decided to take him to see their king, Nimrod. Nimrod was very angry with Prophet Abraham and wanted to know why he smashed all their idols. Who is your God? he asked Prophet Abraham. He is Allah, the one and only God, who gives life and death, said Prophet Abraham. I can give life and death, said Nimrod. He ordered his guards to bring two slaves and ordered them to be killed. 
the guards killed one of the slaves. Then Nimrod said, I have excused the second slave, let him go. The slave was set free. See, I can also give life and death, he said to Prophet Abraham. Prophet Abraham replied, Allah makes the sun rise from the east. Can you make the sun rise from the west? Of course Nimrod could not do this. No one has the power to do that, except Allah, alone. But instead of believing in Prophet Abraham, and submitting to Allah, he became even more angry and arrogant. Only one woman, and one man, of his people, shared his belief in Allah. The woman's name was Sarah, and the man's name was Lot, who later became a prophet. Abraham knew that nobody else would listen to him. So he decided to migrate, so that he could spread Allah's message somewhere else. Before leaving Babylon, Abraham asked his father to submit to Allah once more, but his father refused and continued to worship statues and idols. Abraham, Sarah and Lot began their long journey. They went from Babylon to Syria and Palestine by riding camels. Their journey was very long, hot and tiring, but they knew that Allah would reward them for it. On the way, they helped a lot of poor people by giving them food and advice. <laughs> Soon after that, Abraham married Sarah because she was a very good believer and so they could have children who would spread the message of Allah after their death. Remember, Allah will always be there, be there. One day, Abraham and his wife Sarah were passing by the territory of a tyrant king. Someone said to the tyrant king, This man Abraham is accompanied by a very charming lady. So the king sent for Abraham and asked him about Sarah, saying, Who is this lady? Abraham replied, She is my sister. Abraham went to Sarah and said, Oh Sarah, there are no believers on the surface of the earth except us. The king asked me about you, and I have told him that you are my sister. Do not tell him otherwise. The king then called for Sarah, and when she went to him, he tried to take hold of her with his hand, but his hand became stiff and he could not move it. He asked Sarah, Pray to Allah for me, and I shall not harm you. So Sarah asked Allah to cure him, and he was cured. He tried to take hold of her for the second time, but again his hand became stiff. He again asked Sarah, Pray to Allah for me, and I shall not harm you. Sarah prayed again, and Allah cured him. 
He then called the guard who had brought her, and said, You have not brought me a human being, but have brought me a devil. The tyrant king then gave Sarah Hajar as a maid servant for Abraham. Sarah came back to Abraham while he was praying. Abraham asked, What has happened? She replied, Allah has spoiled the evil plot of that tyrant king and gave me Hajar as a maid. Abraham had aged and his hair was gray after many years spent calling people to Allah. Sarah thought that she and Abraham were lonely because she could not have a child. Therefore, she offered her husband Hajar in marriage and prayed to Allah to send them a child. Hajar soon gave birth to her first son Ismail when Abraham was an old man. One day, when Abraham woke up, he had a feeling that Allah wanted him to do something. He asked Hajar to get herself and baby Ismail ready for a long journey. Abraham, Hajar and the baby in her arms kept walking and walking for a long time until they reached the desert of the Arabian Peninsula and came to a dry valley having no fruit, no trees, no food and no water. The valley had no sign of life. After Abraham had helped his wife and child off the camel, he left them with a small amount of food and water, which was hardly enough for two days. He turned around and walked away. His wife hurried after him asking, Where are you going, Abraham? leaving us in this barren valley. Abraham did not answer her and continued walking. She repeated what she had said, but he remained silent. Finally, she understood that he was not acting on his own idea. She realized that Allah had commanded him to do this. She asked him, Did Allah command you to do so? He replied, Yes. Then his great wife said, we are not going to be lost, since Allah, who has commanded you, is with us. Abraham was very sad while he was walking home, because he had left his wife and son in a place with no other people. He asked Allah to give Hajar and his baby plenty of fruits, and to send people with good hearts to them. Hajar began to drink from the water that Abraham had left so she could feed Ismail her milk. Soon the water was finished and both she and her baby became very thirsty. Her baby began to cry, so she went to a close hill called Al-Mawa and hoped that she might find somebody, but she did not find anyone. She kept running from Al-Mawa to the other end called Al-Safa, seven times. When she reached Al-Mawa for the last time, she heard a voice, and so she kept quiet to hear where the voice was coming from. She heard the voice again and said, Oh, whoever you may be, you have made me hear your voice. Have you got something to help me? And behold, 
she saw an angel digging the earth till water flowed from that place. She started to make something like a basin around it and filled her water skin with water. Some people traveling through Makkah saw birds flying around Al-Marwa and thought the birds must be flying around water. They were right. When they arrived at the small well, they found a woman near the well with a baby. They asked Hajar if they could drink from it. Hajar allowed them and many people came to live with Hajar and Ismail in Al-Marwa. Now she and Ismail were not alone anymore. Ismail grew up and learned Arabic from the people and his virtues caused them to love and admire him. He always wondered about his father but thought his father was not going to be coming back any time soon. Ismail then married a woman from the people that came to live with them. Meanwhile, Abraham, who had not seen his son for a very long time, came back to Makkah to visit him. When he arrived, people told him that Hajar had died, but his son was still alive. Abraham was very sad that his wife had died, but happy and thankful to Allah that his son was still alive. Abraham missed his son Ismail very much. When Ismail saw his father, he stood up and hugged him very tightly. He could not believe it. It was a very happy time for Abraham and his son. Allah wanted to test their faith, to see how strong their love for him was, so he sent a dream to Abraham. In his dream, Abraham saw himself killing his son as a sacrifice to Allah. Abraham told his son about the dream and they both realized it was an order from Allah. Why else would Allah send such an important dream to Abraham? Ismail told his father to do what Allah had asked him to. Abraham laid his son on the ground and put his head down. Just as he was about to slaughter his son, Allah sent a sheep from heaven to be killed instead. Allah had saved Ismail from death. Abraham was very happy that he did not have to kill his son because he loved him very much. Abraham slaughtered the sheep and they had a big celebration. Abraham and Ismail kept calling people to worship Allah. At that time, there was no place for people to worship Allah. So one day, Allah ordered Abraham to build a house. Abraham said to his son, O Ismail, Allah has given me an order to build a house. Ismail said, Do what your Lord has ordered you to do. Abraham asked him, Will you help me? 
Ismail replied, Yes, of course I will help you. Then they raised the foundations of the house, which is now known as the Kaaba. While building the Kaaba, they were saying, O oh our Lord, accept this service from us, verily. You are the All-Hearer, the Noah. When they completed the foundation and built the corners, Abraham asked Ismail to find the best stone to lay in one of the corners. Ismail said to his father, I feel tired. But Abraham insisted, so Ismail went to search for a stone. While he was gone, the angel Gabriel brought Abraham the black stone. He told him that Prophet Adam had brought the stone down from paradise, and it was originally white. However, the sins of the people had blackened it. When Ismail returned, and saw the black stone near the corner, he asked his father where it came from. Abraham replied, It was brought by someone who is more active than you, and never gets tired. So they completed the building of Al-Kaaba, while praying to Allah to accept their work. Allah was very pleased with Abraham and Ismail for spreading his message. to thee on foot and mounted on every camel. Lean on account of journeys through deep and distant mountain highways. Have you ever wished that there was a Muslim version of YouTube or Netflix? Well, we have created one. The One Islam TV app is 100% free of any ads and is safe to browse for your peace of mind. Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran videos, stories of the prophets, hot topic, debates, and so much more. Four to eight new videos are uploaded daily, inshallah. You can watch or listen to videos while your device is switched off. Watch videos on demand or download videos and watch offline. One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means the small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqa jariya, continuous charity for you, as we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. So you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.